0: All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and, in fact, available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, comment down below, and upvote the video itself. I'm here with Pratt Rogers for his weekly segment, and we're going to continue the Ole Miss football theme. Maybe dip our toe into recruiting a little bit as well, Pratt. How you doing, bud? Doing
1: great, man. Uh, exciting stuff over the last weekend or so, especially on the recruiting or, uh, recruiting front.
0: Yeah, it, it kind of started, um, I don't know, two weeks ago um, when Jeremy Scott came in and, and um, I forget his last name, the kid from Winona. And all of a sudden you're like, okay, that kind of broke the seal on Mississippi kids. Yep. And, yep. Then, and we have... then, they've been going ever since. I was about to say that's
1: exactly how it's gone and we have been preaching about this Mississippi 2024 class for gosh I don't even know how long Stephen now probably uh, multiple months of how loaded this 24 class is and how we've just got to capitalize uh, on this I mean I was looking today I think the top five players in the state are all on defense too which is I mean just incredible for us especially with Golding's recruiting prowess and a need for Ole Miss. I think this could be a really special class.
0: Yeah, we'll start off in Pascagoula um, with Jeffrey Rush's commitment. He is a defensive end. He's about six foot one, 260 pounds. He could grow to 285, 290, and end up as a three technique. He could be twitchy enough to play a jack position like Sam Williams or even like a Will Anderson or Marquis Hang, the real twitchy defensive end. Or he could yeah. be a Marcus Tillman type. And we don't mm-hmm. know really what he'll be, but any of those three would be good.
1: I agree. And, you know, Stephen, Jeffrey Rush has been a guy on Ole Miss's radar, I feel like, for two years. at least Maybe 18 months, something like that. I mean, I feel like he's always been a four-star guy that we've been chasing from day one to fill a position of need at defensive line. Contingent on the site, you're looking at a top 100 guy, roughly, that every blue blood in the nation is going to be chasing just as well. Like you mentioned, uh, 6'2", 265 from Pascagoula. Um, what what just shocked me, I watched you know five minutes of his film and stuff like that uh, as soon as he committed, I guess, this weekend. I mean the guy has a bowling ball frame and he just he's got a huge neck and I just it's hard for me to believe that 17-year-olds get to be 6'2" 265 that quickly but gosh he is a uh, a force to be reckoned with
0: Yeah I I got to um 6'2" 145 when I was a junior okay. in high school Yeah
1: Yep uh, that that is a uh also a force to be reckoned with, uh-huh. just maybe in a different
0: league, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just a man. I could turn sideways and you would lose me. I, I was yep. skinny. Yeah. Anyway, this gives me an opportunity to break out the Ray Stevens classic line, sleepy little town of Pascagoula. So I'm glad Jeffrey Rush is um, looking at Ole Miss. If we go down Highway 90 to Picayune, Chris Davis also committed to Ole Miss, a running back in electric Running back. We're talking about a powerful, powerful running back that is just unbelievably fast that is going to make an impact on this class. I am pumped about Chris Davis. And if they did not have Dante Dowdle last year, Chris Davis would be a national recruit already.
1: I was halfway out saying that, Steven. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people forget that last year Chris Davis had like a thousand rushing yards and, or over a thousand yards and 15 touchdowns. But he was also splitting carries with a, a top, you know, 150 player in the nation that Ole Miss was chasing as well and Dante Daldell. You know, obviously we all know the story of how his 2023 recruitment ended with his commitment to Oregon and how Ole Miss was chasing him to the bitter end on signing day. I mean, that is a prospect that we wanted badly. And, look, I think Kendrick Ruscano – filled that hole for ole miss at the running back position in the last class but no doubt you hit the nail on the head chris davis is somebody who probably hadn't even seen his full potential yet um and man picayune is just pumping out players it seems like i mean there's multiple people from you know within the top gosh i don't even know maybe top 10 players in the state you you forget the overall you know, top player in the state, Jamonte Waller, is a five-star linebacker from Picayune as well. So I don't know what the Rebs got to do to start pulling some of these players from Picayune, but it started started with Chris Davis. I'm excited. Um, and you mentioned it, speed, and I don't even think we've seen his full potential. So it'll be interesting to see how he kind of wraps up everything this year, senior season, all that good stuff. But um, super excited for that commitment as well.
0: And Monday, Ole Miss got a commitment from a JUCO linebacker, Raymond Collins, out of Jones County Junior College from Harrison Central originally. And there's a little people, people are kind of wondering, can Raymond get into college early, go, to, go directly to Ole Miss? They're wondering if he would be class of 23 as opposed to next year's 24 class. I don't know what's happening. I've just seen that talk online back and forth. But either way, when you put on his freshman film from Jones on huddle, it pops like crazy. This is a linebacker that's absolutely a big-time player. And even though he's at a JUCO, I don't I don't think it tells the whole story with how good he is.
1: Well, I don't know a whole lot about Raymond Collins, to be honest with you, Stephen. But all I do know is, he, you know, 6'1", 240. For some reason, I don't know what it is, but – very recently, Ole Miss has really been chasing that body type, whether it's uh, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, he was 6'2", 230, Jameer Lewis, 6'3", 230, Tyler Banks, 6'2", There's something there that Ole Miss really likes in that that size range for linebacker. I don't know really what that is, but other than it's clearly a position they're really trying to fill. So, um, yep, yeah, I know he had – 40 tackles and JUCO and a couple of sacks. And uh, I'm, I'm excited. Quite frankly, we need all the bodies we could get at linebacker. So I'll, I'll take anybody.
0: Yeah. And, and um, we'll be, we'll like see the defense in action in two weeks' time. I guess April 14th or something like that when they do the spring game. So we'll actually be able to see some base defense-type stuff, so I'm excited about that. Now, let's look at who might be next for Ole Miss, and first of all, I want to mention Real White, who is the wide receiver from St. Martin, who is currently committed to Arkansas. He's taking an unofficial visit to Ole Miss, either this weekend or next weekend. I think he's tight with both Chris Davis and Jeffrey Rush, so that's one that we should probably keep an eye on. And obviously, you mentioned earlier Jamonte Waller. That's a guy that Ole miss is in really good shape with you get him you get cam franklin you mix it with jeffrey rush and the defensive line is set for 10 or for four years yep no doubt and um
1: it it, it's funny that you know out of the top four prospects in the state all four are on the defensive line or some or you know javante waller they've kind of got like edge or linebacker really whatever but um uh, yeah, we there's a influx of defensive talent in this class, as we mentioned, um, and yeah, you mentioned, look, going back to Waller, uh, we kind of highlighted that picky guy as well, that Chris Davis teammates, I mean, that only helps. Um, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces with this, but you mentioned your original question was, who do I think will be kind of next to, next to pop I keep saying Braylon Burnside. I feel like we've mentioned him on the last two podcasts. I feel like he's 100% Ole Miss, but nothing's happened with it yet. As you know, all this stuff's always fluid and uh, changes by the day. But would love to see Burnside. I feel like he's the – target size for what we look for at a receiver, just tall, lanky guy uh, with the ability to put on a lot of muscle real quick. I think he's like six one and a 6'2", something like that. Um, so, anyway, all that to say, uh, I, I hopefully think he's the next one to
0: pop. Thoughts? I, I agree with you. Also, it came out 2025 receiver Caleb Cunningham, um, number 10 player in the country wow um so there's some talent flowing through the state over the next couple of years before we get out of here pratt we need to talk a little bit about the quarterback competition what are you hearing what are you thinking right now uh man reading a few articles
1: that sanders quote unquote is ripping the football uh Mm -hmm. whether it's on three you know all those guys but um I just – everything I feel like we, everybody had been talking about was how banged up his shoulder was, how he's not going to be participating in spring. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, just an immediate turnaround on his health, and now he's quote-unquote ripping the football. So, uh, interesting to say the least. Kiffin obviously keeps all the injury stuff just completely under wraps, doesn't get into the QP contest. Drama as is, is – other people might, whatever. But uh, I was glad to see him throwing the football. I think that's great for darts progression. I'd be interested to, to know if there's any lingering effects on that shoulder. But
0: um, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, it, it, it should be really cool. Right now, um, the ranking that I gave this morning on the show is I would put Jackson Dart as number one, Walker Howard as number two. And Spencer Sanders is number three. I've heard Walker Howard is having a pretty good spring practice, even though it's very early in spring as well. Um, but you see national people like Greg McElroy yesterday came out that he expects Spencer Sanders to be the starting quarterback. Chris Lowe has come out talking about Spencer Sanders. There's too many national type people for us to just ignore, um, but we'll see exactly what happens.
1: Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's interesting for sure. And uh, I will say no matter what happens, you got to commend Spencer Sanders for betting on himself because uh, there is no doubt he's got he's bold, got some courage and he's confident in his ability to go beat out Dart. So you got to give him that. And he'd be a great leader. So uh, that that's all all you know right now.
0: Thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Make sure and check out our brand new podcast, Locked On College Basketball. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus, you can hear from big-name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. It's Locked On College Basketball. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Pratt, thank you very much for stopping by. Look forward to this every week, man. I can't wait to talk to you Monday, bud. Thanks, Steven. See you, man. Take care.